Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. This is Helena Hart, and welcome to another live broadcast of my Master Your Magnetism podcast. Say hi in the chat if you're listening with me live on Bullhorn. Let me know where you're watching from, and feel free to type any questions you have into the chat. And you can also click the green circle with the telephone icon if you want to call in and talk to me personally. I'm going to go through all the content at the beginning, and I'll take questions at the end. So today I'm talking about how to stop attracting the wrong kind of men or the wrong relationship partners so you can attract the right one. And this actually applies to both men and women. Since my audience is mostly women, I will be talking about it in a way that reflects that. I'll be talking about it from the woman's perspective. But if you're a man listening to this, feel free to just switch the pronouns and apply it to your situation as well. So I'm just going to go ahead and get started. If you seem to keep attracting the wrong kind of people or the wrong kind of potential relationship partners, or you feel like there are no good available men out there, or you're feeling hopeless about ever finding the right person for you, I know exactly how that feels. And hopefully what I'm going to share today will be helpful. Perhaps you attract men who are unavailable in some way or dishonest, unfaithful, afraid of commitment, have anger or addiction issues, or always have some obstacle in their life that prevents them from having a real committed relationship. If you're anything like I was before I turned things around, you might attract men who are hot and cold, where they come on strong in the beginning only to pull away or disappear when things start to get serious. So if you've ever experienced any of these situations, Hopefully what I'm going to share today will help you start to turn things around. If you seem to keep attracting the wrong kind of people or you're having trouble finding the love of your life, there might be something that you're doing or not doing that's blocking this kind of man from showing up in your life and coming towards you. I know many beautiful, smart, successful women who unconsciously sabotage their deepest desire to find love. There's actually a reason why some women are lucky at love and why some people seem to struggle in dating and relationships, even though they might look similar on the outside. No matter how much we think we know about men and relationships, we're all held back in love by our past training. We all have specific systems in place that chain us to our old patterns and old results. And most of us are constantly and unconsciously pushing away the very love we say we want. The truth is what's happening on the inside of someone has a huge impact on how lucky they are when it comes to attracting the right partner or maintaining a fulfilling relationship. So here are two reasons why you may be attracting the wrong kind of men. Reason number one is your subconscious mind is pulling you towards what feels familiar to you. 
So you may have heard this quote before, that when we're faced with something that's familiar versus what we say we truly desire, we'll typically choose what feels familiar to us every time. So for those of us who haven't had easy love lives where love equals struggle or obstacles or pain, that can be a big problem. How you learned what love is earlier in life may not be in alignment with what you truly desire now. So if you have a pattern of attracting people who aren't right for you, the intense feelings that often arise when a man feels like home to you do not equal true love, even though they might create an addictive high in you that might feel like love to you. I'll talk about that a little later. So these particular feelings come from our subconscious mind, which actually doesn't make judgments about what's good for us and what's bad for us or what's healthy and what's unhealthy. It's only concerned with homeostasis and survival. And if you're alive, if you're here, it's because you've survived everything that's happened to you in your past. So our commitment to survival has our subconscious program this way. So when you're faced with something that's familiar versus something that's not familiar, since you've survived your past, your subconscious wants to say, you've survived this, you can handle this, and you'll feel drawn towards what feels familiar to you. This could look like emotionally unavailable partners or people who are avoidant or afraid of commitment. This is why we can feel very attracted to men who we logically know aren't right for us, but sometimes the chemistry we feel for these men takes us over and we get involved with them anyway. So if you've been attracting the wrong kind of men and you want to attract the right person for you, you have to work on turning these patterns around and actually changing what feels familiar to you. So that's the first reason. Reason number two of why you may be attracting the wrong kind of partners is there's an unloved part of yourself that you might not be facing. So if you keep attracting men who aren't right for you or who don't have the love you want in your life, if you don't have the love you want in your life, it can sometimes be because you're not facing or loving a part of yourself. This could be a part of your personality that you're not fond of or a tendency to not love and accept all of your feelings. It could also have to do with how you feel about your appearance or something you're ashamed of from your past. When there's an unloved part of ourselves, we tend to look outside of ourselves for someone else to love us, hoping that the unloved part of us will just go away. When we do this, we're basically demanding from others to give us the love we are not giving ourselves. And this is often happening on a deep unconscious level. When we don't love ourselves deeply, we still attract potential partners, just not the right ones. We simply attract people who aren't going to love us or accept us or who don't love themselves either or who aren't capable of having a loving, committed relationship. If we don't believe that we deserve to be loved for exactly who we are, we can end up pushing away the very love we say we want. We can spend years of our life running from the parts of ourselves that we think are unlovable. But once you start embracing, loving, and accepting all the parts of yourself, you'll remove your blocks to love so the right kind of person can show up in your life. So if you're treating yourself badly by constantly beating yourself up or not loving and forgiving yourself, your subconscious will want to find a man who will do that to you as well. And again, this applies to both men and women. It's as though you're going out and hiring a man or another person to do this for you. It's like you're handing him a stick of your own low self-esteem and basically asking him to hit you over the head with it. I know that sounds dramatic, but I did this for so much of my life that I just know this to be a fact. 
So if you're with a man who's making you feel badly by saying mean things to you, not following through with what he says he's going to do, disappearing or pulling away, being avoidant or not embracing you and loving you, there's no way on earth that's going to feel good to you. If you're anything like I was before I turned things around, when a man makes you feel bad, you might feel like it's your fault, that you must have done something wrong, and then you're going to start beating yourself up or thinking there's something you need to do to transform this particular situation rather than just moving on. So I want you to know that he's doing the job for you. What you're doing to yourself on the inside, that's what you're hiring a man or other people to do to you on the outside. Similarly, if you're filled with anger and rage or some other strong emotion, but you're kind of sitting on it because you don't want to face that part of yourself or because you've been taught to be nice and not express anger, you're likely going to attract a man who's really angry. And this works for any emotion. That's when you feel released because he's expressing the anger for you. It's a system. It's like two tanks sharing the same amount of water with a hose in between them. If one tank gets low, the other tank falls into it and fills it up. They flow back and forth. So if you're depleted in something, you're going to be looking for a man to fill you up. So if you're not expressing the anger you feel or some other emotion, he's going to shove it onto you. It's a system. So if you're not in touch with your feelings and fully experiencing them and loving them, you're going to go out and subconsciously look for a man or attract a man who will express those emotions for you. The same goes with your friends and the people you choose to surround yourself with. If they tend to make you second guess yourself or they're critical of you, it's a reflection of how you're treating yourself on the inside. So if you're attracting and attracted to people who aren't treating you well, the question is, how are you treating you? Take a look at your inner critic, that voice inside your head that's beating you up or blaming yourself. The best place to start is by forgiving that voice, embracing it and loving it, and actually thanking it for trying to protect you. When you do this, you'll start to attract men and other people who want to love and embrace and accept all the parts of you as well. So the first step to turning this around is awareness. You can't begin to change anything until you become aware of what's going on. So to start turning this around, I want you to take a look at your own masculine energy for all the ladies listening. That's the part of yourself that's about doing things, thinking, planning, scheduling, and making decisions and see how it's operating in your own life. Something that spiritual teachers have been teaching for centuries is that there is no one separate from you. There's just you showing up in different ways out there in the world. So the men you meet and attract when you're dating are like a mirror image of your own masculine energy that's running your life. Whatever is going on in your own masculine energy inside of yourself, that's what's showing up in the men you're meeting and attracting. For example, if you're critical of yourself, you're going to attract and be attracted to men who will criticize you or make you feel like you're just not quite good enough or there's always something about you that's preventing them from putting both feet in and fully committing and making you a priority. If your masculine energy is not taking care of your feminine energy, now that's the part of you that's about feeling, experiencing, receiving and expressing, you'll continually attract men who disappoint you. 
That's all you're going to see and experience out there in the world. So it's not that there are no good men out there. <laughs> you know that logically that's simply not true, but that's all you're going to see and attract if that's how you're treating yourself on the inside. And again, a lot of this is going on on a very subconscious level. You're not even aware of it. We've all been there. So I want you to ask yourself, what is your own masculine energy doing or not doing in your life that's showing up in the men you're attracting? If you keep attracting men who abandon you, where are you abandoning yourself? If the men you attract make you feel like you're not quite good enough somehow, what parts of yourself are you not loving and accepting and embracing? If you attract men who don't want to commit, where are you not committing to yourself and your own life or your own dreams and desires? If the men you attract don't make you a priority in their life, where are you not prioritizing yourself? So it's all related. Take a look at how this is going on inside of you and see where you can start making some connections. So this is not about blaming yourself or beating yourself up for where you are in your love life. If you're familiar with my work, you know that beating yourself up just will not help you at all. Obviously, that will cause you to attract partners who want to do that to you as well emotionally. It's just about becoming aware of the pattern so you can turn things around really quickly. And the good news is you absolutely can. These things can shift a lot faster than you think. So in order to start attracting the kind of people who treat you well, want to commit to you, and want to make you a priority in their life, you need to start treating yourself with all of the love, care, and respect that you're looking for in a relationship. It's so important. I hear from women all the time who have a pattern of falling for men who keep them at a distance or who always seem slightly out of reach. This is certainly the type of man that I used to attract and be attracted to. These are the type of guys who always keep you guessing or who give you just enough attention to keep you there, keep you hanging on to them or holding out hope that maybe someday things will change but not enough to truly make you feel happy and secure in the relationship. And it never seems to move forward towards a real commitment. I'm curious if anyone listening can relate. Let me know in the chat. So if you have a tendency to fall for the wrong kind of men or for the ones who always seem slightly out of reach like that, giving that up to have the relationship of your dreams with the right man for you takes a leap of faith. It takes trust that you can move from what feels familiar to you into the unknown. Every person who's in a fantastic relationship at some point had to step out of their comfort zone to do that and step into the unknown, myself included, of course. I remember always feeling attracted to men who kept me at a distance because deep down, this is where I felt safe. There was no risk of true emotional intimacy with these men, which is what kept me stuck on them, even when I wasn't getting everything I wanted in the relationship, not even close. So when you're with the right man for you, you'll feel grounded and balanced. You'll always know where you stand with him because he'll make it clear with his actions that he wants to be in your life. There won't be any games or back and forth behavior. You won't feel obsessive, unbalanced, or uncomfortable in any way. You also won't feel that crazy sense of urgency or longing that often kicks in when you're with someone who isn't fully committed to you or who always feels slightly out of reach. Those feelings are often clues that this man aligns perfectly with your childhood wounds or fits in with your old relationship patterns that haven't worked out for you in the past. So when you're with the right person for you, everything will feel easy and comfortable and moving along at a steady pace. You won't feel urgent or off balance at all. 
We actually experience fear and excitement in our body in the same way. The only difference is our inner dialogue. So for people who haven't had easy love lives or perhaps have even experienced abuse in their past, these two feelings can often get mixed up. And the feeling that should come across as fear actually comes across as excitement. If you picture two people in line to ride a roller coaster and one is excited and one is terrified, what's happening in their body is actually the same. So the intense obsessive feelings you get when you're with a man who fits into your old relationship patterns is often a fear response from your subconscious telling you to run away, that this actually isn't the right person for you. So the intense Feelings in and of themselves do not equal true love, even though they can stir up feelings in you that might feel like love to you based on what you've experienced in your past, usually your childhood. Instead, these intense feelings are often linked to something in your past. For example, the feelings of instant chemistry you can feel for the wrong kind of men who aren't going to be into you for the long haul may be linked to your lack of self-acceptance. So to start turning this around, you can ask yourself, what parts of yourself are you not accepting? And that's causing you to attract and be attracted to the type of person who's not accepting you exactly as you are. It's often this repetition compulsion that our brains just keep putting ourselves in the same situations over and over and over because it's trying to work out a solution and it's just a game you're never going to win. So once you get that message, you'll no longer feel the need to stay connected to that type of person and you can move forward towards the right person for you and the relationship of your dreams. I often hear from women who say, I'm ready to meet the one. I'm ready to put all my past relationships behind me and step into the unknown. How will I know when I meet him? Or how will I know if the guy I'm dating is the right one for me? Your friends might tell you, oh, you'll just know. Or I knew from the moment I met my husband that he was the one for me or something like that. You might be worried because in the past you thought you knew and then it didn't work out. And if you're anything like I was, maybe this happened over and over again and you start to not trust yourself. If you have a tendency to fall for the wrong type of men, are you willing to give that up to have the relationship of your dreams with someone you haven't met yet? This takes a leap of faith for sure. It takes trust that you can move from what feels familiar to you into the unknown. Every person who's in a fantastic relationship at some point had to take that leap from what's familiar into the unknown, myself included, like I mentioned earlier. So again, when you're with the right person, you'll feel grounded and balanced. You'll always know where you stand with him because his energy will be coming towards you consistently. And there are no exceptions to this. So if someone's energy is not coming towards you consistently and you've clearly shown interest and you've been open and available to them, automatically they're just not the right person for you. I can talk some more about that if anyone has questions. So when you come into alignment with who you truly are this way, you start loving, embracing, and accepting all the parts of yourself, the right people absolutely will come into your life as a reflection of that. And if someone's not right for you, there will be this natural attrition process, this natural falling away. And you don't want to micromanage it. You actually want those wrong potential partners to fall away. I know it can be easy to want to like hang on to those half-hearted connections and try and keep that active and alive. But if someone's pulling away or naturally falling away or fading away like that, you actually want that to happen and see it as a good thing because they're showing you that they're not in alignment 
with the love, respect, and care that you have for yourself on the inside. So there's so much more I have to say on this. I would love to just check in and see how this is resonating with everybody. I see a question in the chat. She says, after a long time, I finally let a man go. I asked him to do the same. I'm curious to learn how to nurture the anger I feel for letting this last this long and angry at him for not treating me with love. Ooh, uh, Angela, if you'd like to call in, feel free. I'd love to actually talk to you about this. But I think what you can do is actually speak to that anger. So you said you're curious how to learn to nurture the anger. So if you can feel where that anger is inside of your body, actually imagine pulling it out of you like it's a person. <laughs> Put that anger in front of you and see what it has to say. What is it doing? And what do you want to do with that anger? Do you want to stuff it down and rise above it and be more reasonable than that? Or do you want to embrace it? Do you want to put it in the corner and distance yourself from it? These are great questions to ask yourself. Oh, and it looks like you've called in. So this is great. I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Hi, Angela. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be talking with you. I believe this is the first time you've called in, right? I Yes. I listen to you all the time. But yeah, this is the first time I've actually called in. Amazing. I'm just going to turn my volume up real quick so I can hear you a little bit better. First of all, do you want to give me a little background information so I can help you out with where to go? Absolutely. So this gorgeous man um, was in my life for about four years, in and out. I dated other guys, just so that you know. But it was never anything, like, consistent. Like, in the beginning, he was very hot and cold. And I learned a lot from this experience. Um, and so this finally, he kept coming in and out. And finally, I said, enough is enough. I'm so over this. Um, especially because I have another guy that I'm dating who's actually very different and coming towards me. So I finally let him go. And I said, hey, we're just not a match. I think you need to just find someone else like I'm not your girl and of course you know he got um he kept calling me I had to block him actually wow um, but he has my he was like sending me text messages calling me sending me messages on whatsapp so I had to like block him in other parts of it because it was just not nurturing for me and so I think now I'm I'm I know I did the right thing but I'm I'm still very angry about my not only just myself of allowing it to just last this long, but also um, just how he treated me. But mainly it's it's more about me allowing this to happen. Oh yeah, I mean, it's such a great question because who cannot relate to that? I don't know a single person on this planet who hasn't stayed in a situation way longer than they should have, right? Yeah. And they get out and they're like, why did I do that to myself for so long? I mean, I've been there, we all have. But I started to give this exercise and then you called in, so I don't know if you heard it. But if you can just go ahead and where do you feel that anger in your body? I'm curious. In my heart. I think it's, it's yeah. I, I heard part of it of what you're saying. So um, I scheduled a, a, an appointment with my therapist and that's such a great um, activity to do with her kind of process. I haven't heard his messages or responded to any of the texts because he just kind of kept blowing up my phone. So I'm going to process this with her, but I think that's such a great exercise to facilitate yeah. and begin to heal that part of me. Yeah. And you know, everyone listening can do this right along with us because I know people have unprocessed emotions. We all do. They get stuck in our body. So you can just pull that anger out, put it in front of you mm -hmm. like it's a person. And if you can imagine doing this, what do you want to do? Do you want to like run away from your anger? Do you want to 
put it in a corner or try and be more reasonable than that? Like, what do you want to do with it when you just see it out there in front of you? Oh, I want to just punch it like a punching bag. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my it. gosh. This is, this is great. So instead what you can do is just imagine embracing it, like actually taking mm -hmm. it and putting it on your lap. You can even give it a name. Some people say mm -hmm. it's like a little part of themselves, like a little two-year-old or even just the version of yourself, maybe last year or whenever you dated this guy. Mm -hmm. I did this with myself just, you know, five or six years ago. So it could be, even be the adult version of you. Just embrace it. And something yeah. you can say is, I hear you, right? I feel okay. your anger or I feel your pain or your fear or shame or doubt, whatever it is. Thank you for sharing this with me. I'm never going to abandon you. And mm -hmm. also I'm the adult and I'm in charge and I'm going to keep us both safe because often these emotions are just these little pieces of ourselves. They get fractured off and created probably much, much earlier in life. It didn't just get created with this situation. Right. And they actually are deeply in love with us and they want us to have good things. Your anger wants you to get what you want, right? It just doesn't know how to go about it in the best way. And maybe it, this part of yeah. yourself doesn't trust you for putting yourself mm -hmm. in these situations or staying in these situations where you ended up getting hurt. So this part of yourself might just be angry at you. But the good news is once you learn how to embrace it and listen to it, it just wants to be heard and listened to and embraced. Once you do that, it starts mm -hmm. to diminish its sabotaging power it has over you and it adds to your collective power. So it becomes integrated in with you and uh, rather than all these little pieces of yourself fighting against each other. So see if it has a gift for you. You can even just do this right yes. now. Does it have a gift yeah. for you? Like, your anger could be energy. It could be your own mm -hmm. empowered masculine energy that propels you forward and, and pulls yourself out of situations. It could be your intuition. It could be anything. I'm curious mm -hmm. what's coming up for you. I think there's a couple of things that are coming up. One is um, you nailed it as far as just finding almost that inner child, like going back to that inner child and nurturing her again to say that it wasn't an abandonment part of my life, that it's more about me. I'm an adult now and it's okay, I can make these choices and it has nothing to do with me not being a loving person. So that's yeah. a gift. So I'm gonna process that oh, yeah. further. But I think the other piece with, with this particular man is that he was able to give me a lot of different things. One is learning more about just dating in general because I, I was married before and he passed away. And so he was the first guy that I had ever connected with in, in the dating process. Mm, wow. So he, he gifted me a lot. So I always kind of think, I think that's part of the attachment that I had with him too, was because I was connecting. There were so many other pieces that I connected to our relationship. But um, I think the, that, that's the piece is like I learned so much about myself and what I want and what I don't want in a relationship. And so I finally, the other gift is I just found, was brave enough to say, like, hey, just leave me alone. Like, I don't want to have to deal with this anymore. This is just not, I'm not happy. This is not creating anything nurturing for me right now. So I'm trying to protect myself from that. So many people are not able to do what you did. So that was really a super courageous act of self-love to move forward, to block him and not continue engaging with him when he kept showing up and not respecting that boundary. So 
Great job. That's amazing. I'm so, I'm so impressed. (laughs) That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And then the next piece is just processing this. I'm so glad you said you have a a therapist you're working with. I think that's super important. If anyone is looking for a resource like that, I don't personally do one-on-one therapy, but I can include a link if you're listening to the replay in the description, because that I personally had to do that myself. You know, I had to actually go in and heal certain parts of myself that I had no idea were even there. So you have a lot of awareness around this, which is fantastic. So yeah, it's just about I've been doing a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of work. I mean, um, I can hear it. I just feel that what you want is just like right there. You're doing it and attracting it. Can't you kind of feel that? Yes, absolutely. Especially because um, it was such a big step, like you said, brave to be able to say, like, I don't want this anymore. Like, just I almost told him, like, go bother someone else. Like, I'm just I'm over this. You know, that's good. Here. And, I, and I, there was a lot of empathy because I know he was dealing with a lot of stuff. But that's not my job. Absolutely. Like, yeah. My job is not to heal him at all. That's that's his job. Right? Yes. Yes. I love it. And it's like you do this work on yourself. You naturally didn't want to deal with mm-hmm. him anymore. You weren't like pining after him anymore. Right. And nope. and then did you mention you're dating someone else now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other guy, he became it was just very unattractive. Like, I know you talk about this all the time, like when the when they just start doing just behaving in certain ways like he just becomes very unattractive and this other guy I'm dating like he is just like makes me feel safe and comfortable Mm. I don't ever have to call him there's it's rare when I call him he always you know connects with me we see each other all the time so there's a huge difference between the interesting part too is that they're both around the same age and they both were dealing with like similar things they both lost their jobs and different things like that but I saw the difference in this other guy, that I'm, the, the one that I'm with now, consistently dating, how they handle things differently. Like they were, um, this new guy, he's coming forward, even though like he's dealing with his own stuff, I'm st- I still feel like a priority to him. Yes, yes, that's exactly how it works. Once you made yourself a priority by cutting off this guy who was not doing the job, look, this new guy comes in who, mm-hmm. or steps forward or steps up, who is makes you a priority, right? See how it's a reflection of you making yourself a priority, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Amazing. Totally. So you're just like a living example of everything I just talked about. This is great. I should have, <laughs> I should have had your, like a pro with this already. I should have had your line open the whole time. This is so good. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you so much for calling oh, in and sharing you. your story. You. Oh my gosh. I should talk to you. Yeah, well, you know, I'll be here the rest of the week. For everyone listening, tomorrow I have an interview with Rory Ray at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and then I'll be back at this time, 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, um, talking about some law of attraction concepts, which I'm really excited about. So thank you so much for calling in, Angela. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for showing up live. If you're listening to the replay of this on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else, I'll include a link in the description. It'll be the first link in there. If you'd like to read about the two reasons I talked about at the beginning of this episode, two reasons why you're attracting the wrong people. You can see that written out. Also at the top of that page will be a whole hour plus long teleclass I hosted on this topic where I go really in depth. I just barely scratched the surface today, but hopefully this was helpful. So just click that link. It's totally free. The audio training at the top of the page, and you can read about the two reasons I shared at the beginning 
of this episode. You don't have to put your email address in or anything like that. It's totally free. I just think this is such important information. I wanted to put it out there in the world because it can really change your life, not just in your dating and relationships, but in every area of life. Once you start loving and valuing and caring for yourself, that gets reflected back to you. Just like that beautiful example that Angela shared. This is something I hear over and over and over again. There are no exceptions to this. So my invitation to you is to see where you can start loving yourself more, prioritizing yourself more, committing to your own dreams and desires, and see how that gets reflected back to you on the outside, in the men you attract, in the opportunities you attract, in your career, or in some other area of your life. It's really, really important. Also, if you're listening to the replay of this, if you'd like to join me for my live broadcast where you can call in and talk to me personally or type your questions into the chat, I'll include a link to download the Bullhorn app. That'll be the second link in the description or episode details. It's totally free. You can download the app and that's where I do these live broadcasts. So much fun. I've just been having a blast and I'll be here almost every day this month in the month of October. So thanks again for listening and I hope to talk with you again soon. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.